Welcome to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we teach you about nutrition and the art of working in so you get the most out of working out. Today's show is meant to get you fired up for the CrossFit Open, and this episode is brought to you by us, Beyond Macros, a nutrition coaching company that helps you get leaner, stronger, and perform better with sustainable habit changes rather than restrictive dieting. Most of our clients are working professionals who have made CrossFit, obstacle racing, triathlons, and other sports a big part of their life. We also have worked with a number of people who are competitors looking to improve in their sport and reach the highest level possible. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to dive deep with Nate Long, who fits the latter category. Nate is a competitor whose wife found us online and reached out after the 2016 CrossFit season, when Nate decided he wanted to go all in and make a run at sneaking into regionals in the 2017 season after placing 48th in the Open that year. Over the course of the next year, I had the opportunity to work personally with Nate and see what a blend of drive, competitive training, and good nutrition could create. Nate didn't just sneak into regionals. He placed 10th in the Open for his region in 2017, which was actually a placing ahead of 2016 games competitors, and ultimately Nate did compete at the Atlantic Regional. Nate made one of the fastest transformations I've ever witnessed in 10 years in the CrossFit community. Little did I know, this transformation is even more inspirational when you dive deeper into Nate's background. Today I tell Nate's story. Nate was a great athlete growing up, but during his parents' divorce, he shied away from sports and found refuge in video games. And that's where this story begins, in Nate's mom's basement, surrounded by pizza boxes, soda, and beer. I started playing video games, like, really seriously. Um, probably started in my junior year in high school, and I, that's probably the, most of the reason why I quit playing sports, because I spent all of my time playing a video game. Um, it was called Counter-Strike. It was on a, it was on a computer. I think the whole reason why I got so into the game is because I let all of my other things out during sports. Then I quit those sports. So it was like my, it was like, it wasn't reality to me. So I wasn't thinking about my parents not being together and the life that I was living. So it kind of took me away from that. Now there'd be times where we'd have like internet shortages at our house and I couldn't play. And literally my world around me felt like it was crumbling um, just because I had to face like what real life was. You know what I mean? I didn't have a job. I was just doing that, you know, almost like seriously, almost like how drugs affect people. Um, any drug that that is what the video game was for me. So I continued to play that so much that I became a professional video game player. I literally got paid to play. Um, it wasn't anything crazy, like maybe like, a hundred to three hundred dollars a month, you know, just to get me more gaming gear. I lived in my basement of my mom's house. I was that story, you know what I mean? Um, and it, which is crazy. And I've always worked out though. Like I've worked out since I was in sixth grade. My dad introduced me to it. So even while this gaming stuff is going on, I am working out. There were I did a photo shoot for. Uh, Muscle and Body magazine when I was in like 11th grade, I think. Um, 
I think I still have some of those issues off to send you those pictures, but I, I did, I did that stuff. And like, so while I'm doing this gaming thing, I am still working out now. Obviously I wasn't living a fit lifestyle while I was doing it. If literally, if it wasn't bolted to the floor, I was, I was like Kirby, you know, Kirby's like how he's just like a vacuum and he sucks everything into his mouth. That's what I was doing. So the heaviest I weighed was 234 pounds. Nate is five foot seven inches and currently competes at 185 pounds, and he is jacked. Imagining 234 pounds on that frame blows my mind. We'll post a photo of him in the show notes at 215 pounds so you get an idea of what that must have looked like. Nate kept up the gaming, but he started to see how unhealthy it was for him, and he started to see it was time to quit. But first, he wanted to prove that he was the best. I kept playing, kept continuing to play the video games. Eventually, I just had to like, I had to quit. Like I knew it was bad for me and it was like seriously the hardest thing to do because it sounds so stupid, but I've created, I've had all of my best friends were people from all across the United States. I had friends in Canada and I say that I never met them, but I did meet them because we all got invited to Texas to play in this this big competition. So I don't know. I think that was the competitive side of me. Like I just wanted to be the best. At this point, things started to change. Nate quit video games and his path to becoming one of the fittest human beings on earth begins. I ended up getting my personal training license. I started personal training people. Then I found, I got sick of doing the bodybuilding workouts, found a CrossFit workout, did it, died, realized that up until that point, like I've been doing everything and teaching everything wrong relating to fitness. Um, and ever since then, I kind of haven't looked back. And that competitiveness that came with the gaming and the sports early on in life, I think, carried over to now CrossFit. I think it's truthfully, I think I just have an addictive personality. And my addiction is being the best version of myself with nutrition, CrossFit, and pretty much anything in life. Uh, so in a way, I, I seriously think like CrossFit saved me because I could have went down a really bad road. It wasn't all rainbows and unicorns once Nate found CrossFit. He was a self-proclaimed, hard-headed, stubborn dude, and it showed up after he quit his first CrossFit Open after the first workout. I seen the announcement of the first workout, and it was double-unders and I think snatches, and I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this Globo gym. I don't even remember what the workout was like 30 double unders and like 10, snap, 10, snap, I have no idea. Maybe like a seven minute AMRAP. I'm in this Globo gym. I have a jump, I have a jump rope from them. It's a, it's a noodle jump rope and I'm supposed to be doing double unders. I don't even know how to do those. I literally said to one of my buddies, like they're impossible. Like the people that are doing them are like cheating. That's what I, that's how I like kind of thought of things. And I don't know what the snatch weight was. I think it was like 75, maybe 95 pounds. And at that point I wasn't snatching. I was, I was taking the bar from the floor and ripping it over my head and putting it down and doing it again. So, um, if you could picture like, if you could picture like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a snatch, that's probably what mine looked like, but I didn't look as strong as him, you know? 
So I actually, I, so back to the open, I paid for that year of the open, but I was so frustrated after the first workout. I said, screw it. I don't even know what any of the other workouts were. I think it was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. And even though Nate had a bad attitude towards the open that year, he knew that he wanted to get better. He knew that he wanted to compete. And he also knew that he could help more people teaching CrossFit than his personal training job in the Globo gym. So with no business sense and a dream, Nate opened his affiliate, Fury and CrossFit. He admits that at first he was one of those affiliate owners who had no business opening his own gym. But he has built an incredible community and he literally burns 6,000 calories on his rest days because of the way that he coaches. He's just so enthusiastic about helping people. Opening the affiliate was probably one of the best things for Nate because as he continued to educate himself about how to be a better coach, he was also learning how to be a better lifter at USAW seminars, a better gymnast at the CrossFit Gymnastics seminars, and ended up finishing the Open in 2015 at 231st in his region. Nate attributes this improvement not to a program he followed. He was just taking random things from Invictus, CompTrain, What's Rich Doing, and any other competitive program he could find. But instead, he attributes it to deliberate practice, which I think is gold advice for anybody looking to improve their performance. I think the big thing for me wasn't really the program that I was following. I think I took myself out of the competitive atmosphere sometimes, and I just practiced. And I think I think nowadays people have a hard time doing that because people are just so fit now. But if you, if people would humble themselves and back off a little bit, um, and just work on the things that they need to work on, then I think that's truly how you get better. And people have a hard time working on weaknesses. And that year I, I really just wanted to do well. So the things that I sucked at, I, I just did. After the 2015 open, Nick qualified for and competed at the Granite games, which is where things really took a turn. I went to the Granite Games and I seen a couple dudes wearing like the Misfit shirt. And at that time in my life, I thought like being a Misfit was like awesome. Like I want to be like that guy that people were just like, I don't want to say scared of, but like, you know, I thought being a Misfit was cool. Not necessarily Misfit athletics, but like, you know, just being like a tough guy, you know? So I liked the game and I started looking at the programming. Um, that sounds so cheesy and stupid, but it's true. Um, and I, I looked at the programming and I'm like, holy crap, like these Metcons are like dirty, like they'll hurt. And I read their like bio talking about the bubble athlete and how they'll, they'll get you to regionals if you just follow it. And I was always a person that had a hard time sticking with one thing. I jumped around all over the place all the time. And I said to myself after the open that year, I said, I'm giving this a chance. I am going to follow this for an entire year and see what happens. And what happened was Nate placed 48th in the competitive mid-Atlantic region in the 2016 open. He knew he had a shot at making regionals if he kept improving at that rate, but there was one problem. I told my wife, uh, she was my girlfriend at the time, that I, I'm tired. I coached almost every class at the gym, um, and I just wasn't getting stronger, and I felt like I was like at this standstill for, I don't know, 
probably like a month and I had, and I had qualified for the granite games and I really, really wanted to do well there. I didn't want to go there and kind of like be a nobody. I wanted to start making a name for myself at this thing. And that's when she put me into contact with you guys. And, um, that's when things changed. Nate was an easy fix for me, to be honest. He was stuck in the same mindset. Many of us who have been around CrossFit for a while get in. We thought high fat, low carb paleo style diets are the best. Even the zone diet said that if you're a competitor, you should just add blocks of fat. Unfortunately, CrossFit is a sport that relies heavily on carb-fueled energy systems. Without the carbs, the energy, intensity, and recovery just isn't there. Nate was in a really bad place with his carb intakes because of body image issues. If people are going to come into my business and trust me, then I need to start looking the part. So I'd say late 2015, early 2016, I went um, paleo. So... I have some milk and I eat eggs too. So I'd have like little dairy too. But I know looking back now, I did not eat enough. I was the guy that would eat breakfast. Like I'd have five eggs. Then I'd coach class. I'd do a workout. I'd coach another class. I'd do another workout. I'd do a workout. I'd have like half of a protein shake. I'd coach the rest of the night. And then I would eat dinner at night. So I was not eating nearly enough. I was probably averaging maybe 1500 calories a day. I think my carb intake for that eight to 12 month period or however long it was, was probably like 150 carbs a day tops. Nate eats up to 600 grams of carbs and over 4,000 calories on his hard training days. Now I just try to do everything that you told me to do as best as I could. So I knew that I had to eat more carbohydrates. I knew I had to start paying attention to the fats that I was putting in my body. And no joke, within the first week of eating differently, my energy was so much different in a better way that kind of like how when I did my first CrossFit workout, I was literally sold in seven days, probably less than I'd say in my first four or five days, I noticed a huge difference in how my energy was throughout the day. Nate is super old school. He hates computers and refuses to use my fitness pal, but he sent me his pen and paper food journal the first week and he managed to eat 400 grams of carbs from sweet potatoes, which is almost five pounds of sweet potatoes per day. You told me to, man. You said sweet potatoes and I heard them. You said sweet potatoes. I went for it. Over the course of the year, continuing to sharpen his axe with misfit training and improving his nutrition, Nate was sitting in fourth place in the region after four open workouts. The fifth workout set him back to 10th, which was still ahead of games athletes from the year prior and something I was very proud of him for achieving. Leading into regionals, Nate ended up switching to work with a coach at Training Think Tank and continued to make some massive improvements before regionals. But the rookie year is always full of lessons. From the first event, Nate had a hiccup on the assault runner because he didn't have one to practice on at his gym, which is in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Event two, which could have been great for Nate, was a struggle because he wasn't meeting the standard for the dips and got his first lesson in the devastation no reps can cause at regionals. Nate started off day two on the wrong foot again with a flurry of no reps on the wall balls in event three and was feeling really down. There were points where I wanted to kind of cry because not, 
I was disappointed in myself, but I felt like I was representing Pittsburgh. I felt like I was representing my box, you know, my family, all the people at home watching, um, all the friends that I've made ever, that I've ever competed against. And I felt like I was literally letting everyone down. So my psyche at this point was very, <laughs> it was low, dude. It was very, very low. It wasn't good. But Nate has one of the most supportive partners I've ever met. His wife, Jordan, is a superhero and got Nate's mind out of the gutter as he pulled out a great finish in event four. I ended up winning my heat in the fourth event. Um, I kind of just did. I just said, screw it. I got nothing to lose now. So I won my heat. Uh, super excited about that. Definitely like a little turnaround after the fourth event. I don't know where I was sitting after that. Probably not very good. Um, but I felt a little bit better leading into the last day. And this is also where mindset comes into play big time. Nate takes every failure as a lesson, learns and grows. It was a good thing that that happened. Like it's a really good thing that the second, third event were judged that way for me because I kind of had to push through that adversity, especially being my first time at regionals. Um, you know, instead of like, kind of having it my way this year and going next year and having it happen. So I think like, hopefully it really, really helped my mental game. Nate had a top performance in event five and in event six, he finished strong again. That rounded out the regionals weekend and he was ready to reflect and gear up for next year. But there was a hiccup after regionals. Nate got scared. He thought he might not have what it takes and used his business as an excuse to back off training a bit. But as I mentioned, his wife is a superhero and gave him a serious reality check that I failed to give him. These were all excuses for me to kind of push it aside and let it go for a little bit because I was scared that I wasn't, I, that I didn't have the ability to be good enough to be called a games athlete. Both Nate's coach Brandon and I supported Nate's decision and helped him transition to a lower training load and nutrition to support it for about one week before we both got the call that his mind had changed. The one person that didn't support that was Jordan. She said, no, uh, you're too good at it. You know, don't waste your God-given talent. If God gave it to you, you better use it because if you don't, he's going to give it to someone else. So that was when I think we talked like seven days before and then I talked to you again. I was like, yeah, dude, I decided to kind of like ramp back up my training. Like that was what that seven day process was for me. It was me kind of like it was the fear setting in that I wasn't good enough. And then Jordan helping me realize like. I have every opportunity to be good enough. I just have to go get it and I got to work for it. And if I don't, then yeah, someone else will take my spot. But for right now, it's it's my spot and I'm going to keep it that way. And I'm the only one in control of that. After seeing how much Nate has progressed over this last year, I believe, and as coach Brandon believes, he has what it takes to make the games. Even if it's not this season, in the last year working with Training Think Tank and finally taking some of the lifestyle advice I've given him, like sleeping more than six hours per night, Nate has made faster improvement than even the first year I started working with him, and he isn't showing any signs of slowing down. Keep an eye on this guy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Beyond Macros podcast. If you're interested in learning how to use macros to get leaner, stronger, and perform better, go to beyondmacros.com and sign up for our macro accounting mini course. 
If you're a competitor who has been looking for a nutrition coach to go beyond macros and help you get off the regionals bubble and finally qualify, you can set up an initial meeting with me to learn more at beyondmacros.com slash services. We treat our competitors very well and work with your coach to custom tailor your nutrition protocol to your training. Next week's episode is about the importance of connecting with the people around you and how it impacts your health. I had the opportunity to interview Ms. Bahak, who is the host of Airborne Mind Podcasts, a coach with Marcus Philly at Revival Strength, and recently launched a course called The Art and Science of Connection. You won't want to miss this episode, so make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, and while you're there, I'd be super grateful if you leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next week.